Okay, now just to set the scene, my talk today is called The Promising Future uh, that we have with the Lord. And I'm just going to read a scripture out from Revelation just to set the scene here. Revelation uh, chapter 1, verse 8, and it says, I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. That saith the Lord there, that's a done deal, that's a definite, no wavering. The Lord is definitely knows the beginning and the ending and the forever. And the Lord is present at each stages of our natural life as we walk in the Lord. In Jeremiah 29, don't turn to it, and I'm reading from a different translation, it says, For I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, says the Lord, thoughts and plans for welfare and peace and not for evil, to give you hope in your final outcome. So if you put those two together, we, we get the basis of the talk today. If he's the beginning and the end, and the Lord knows our thoughts and our plans, they will bring us welfare and peace and not evil. He will protect us from all of those things. And as the one who holds the past, the present and the future in his hands, only God can truly know our future. And that's what I want to talk about today. So in our busy lives, and they seem to get busier and busier, we dedicate a lot of time and energy to creating our best possible futures. Even though we know that Jesus is coming back and the return of our Lord and Saviour is the most important thing to know and believe about the future. That's a definite. And because we know that, it changes everything about how we now live our lives. And no one knows exactly when it will happen, but we are to live every day as if he were returning today, doing what he would want us to be doing, which is serving him and being a great testimony. In life in general, creating the best possible future can be challenging. And this is because it's made up of multiple facets. We have family, we have career, we have relationships, hobbies, health, fitness, work, all that stuff. And each brings their own complexities. And those complexities interrupt the effort being invested in the other. And if one's running well, you guarantee that the other isn't and it stops the other from from moving forward. Research suggests that creating optimism about the future can motivate us to work towards that desired future and therefore make it more likely to become a reality. That word optimism is hopefulness and confidence about the future or the successful outcome of something that you're focused on. However, if that confidence is damaged and we lose hope, our future can dramatically change or be damaged. But in our life with God, in our life without God or in a life without God, that can be devastating and future changing and uncertain for those in the world. We hear words like adversity and distress and grief and harm, misery and sorrow, can become part of our future with a great lack of welfare and peace, as we heard earlier. Hebrews 11. Let me get there. Here we go. 
Hebrews 11, just one verse, verse one. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So we're told there that faith is a substance of things that are hoped for and that the Greek meaning of that word substance is that which is placed under a foundation, a support, a confidence in our walk. But we can't see it. The word substance appears five other times in the New Testament and it's translated very similarly, confident, confidence and assurance. I believe if I've done my Bible numerics correctly, number five is directly linked to God's grace and mercy and favour. So we can say that faith gives reality or substance to things that are hoped for in our walk with the Lord. And this is important because it states the nature of our faith. And our eternal life depends on the existence of this, of us exercising this faith on a daily basis. And nothing we know can happen without God ordaining it. In Psalm 57 verse 2, don't turn to it, we're told, I cry out to God most high, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. This is the key to understanding God's purpose in our life. The amplified version is that's of that Scripture says, I will cry to God most high, who performs on my and our behalf and rewards me, us, who bring to pass his purpose for me and surely completes it. There's that absolute, surely, definitely, without a doubt. So four questions to sort of contemplate today and in no particular order, but what I want to ask is, what is the substance of our thoughts today? What is the essence of our hearts? What is the overriding feeling consuming our minds today? Are we feeling bold, courageous, or are there doubts and fears crumbling our foundation? Our doubts and fears try to convince us that we have failed, that we are forgotten, that we are not worthy. These could be some of the feelings you experience in your walk in the Lord when life circumstances come upon you. And it's at this point when these feelings arise that we need to remember some key things here. Who we are, sons and daughters of the living God. Whose we are, we are God's children. And who he is, and God is sure, he's steady, he's unmovable, he's unchanging. And it's because of this that we have a promising future. The Amplified of that Hebrews 11 tells us that faith is the assurance the confirmation, the title, the deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see and conviction of their reality. You can't have conviction about something that's tangible, a thing that is perceptible by touch. If it's raining outside, you don't have a deep conviction that it's raining. As you get older, you might feel it in your bones, but that's still feeling it in your bones, right? It's not a conviction. We have to have confidence and conviction of the unseen things and that the Lord's working in our life to fix and repair those things. Martin Luther King Jr., he didn't alter history because there was something was obvious and seen by everyone. He had a conviction about the unseen, a conviction that all men are created equal. Though in the world around him, that was far from the truth. But this is kind of what we're talking about here. He had a dream. He had the confidence of things he hoped for. 
So we know through the Holy Spirit by being built up in prayer that that's how we increase the strength of our faith and hope that the Lord's working in our life. We need to be really careful not to associate the lack of things happening in our life with the, with the Lord not working in our life. For example, I've lost my hope because I don't see anything happening. If God had meant this to be, then this, would have, this wouldn't be so hard. If he, if, he wasn't, if he hasn't taken me to the place where I'm trying to get to, I was expecting that I must have taken a wrong turn. I wouldn't be here in this place if God really wanted me to be somewhere else. These are just some thoughts that might pop into your head while you're going through tribulations and challenges in the world. The very essence of faith being the substance of things hoped for is our ability to see by faith that which is promised to us by God. We don't live by the situations we are in. We live by the promises of God. I've just got a few situations here and some, and some scriptures just to um, encourage us out of there. If we're in a place where we think we lack, we live by the promise of God who will supply our needs. Philippians 4, 19. Let's go there. But my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. God knows what we need. That's all our needs according to him. He knows, we don't. He knows what we need to have a promising future. If we're in a place where it makes us feel forgotten, we'll live by the promise of every single moment the Lord is thinking of me. Psalm 139. And we read, How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God. How great is the sum of them. The trans- another translation says, How precious and wonderful to consider that you cherish me constantly in every thought. The Lord loves us. He sacrificed his son for us, for us to have a future with him. If, if we're in a place where we feel abandoned, we live by the promise he will never forsake us. For the sake of time, I'll just read this out, but in Deuteronomy 31 verse 8, and the Lord, he it is that doeth good before thee. He will be with thee. He will not fail thee, neither forsake thee. Fear not neither be dismayed. Fear not, you're not abandoned. The Lord goes before you every day in every situation that that you are challenged with. If we're in a place of fear, the Lord tells us, don't be afraid for I am with you. Isaiah 41 verse 10 tells us, fear thou not for I am with thee. Do not be dismayed. I will strengthen thee. I will help thee. I will uphold thee. These are promises. These are yea and amen from the Lord. Be strong and courageous, we're told in other scriptures. Let's go to to Hebrews 6. 
So we need to pray and etch these promises into our heart and minds that we cannot live without by what we see, but, but through faith. And it's only when we exercise our faith that we begin to see clearly. The more faithful we are, the more clearer we see. And we understand that we belong to our Heavenly Father. And let me just go there myself, sorry. Hebrews 6, and we'll finish up here. Hebrews 6, verse 18. That by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, can't lie, guaranteed, yea and amen, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us, eternal life, ruling and reigning, which hope we have as an anchor to our soul, a strong foundation, can't go below it, can't fall behind it, both sure and steadfast and which enter into that within the veil. Unable to be changed, this is telling us. It's our comfort. So just to finish up here, now we are a people of promise, not a place, not a circumstance, not a situation that we're in. That's something we've got to go through, but that's something which we are not as sons and daughters of the living God. We have an eternal future with the Lord. We're going to rule and reign and we're going to overcome because the scripture continues to tell us that from Genesis to Revelation over and over again. So we know that right now we're just passing through all this, that we have a promising future. Amen.